0: I normally uh, will open my eyes at, uh, you know, somewhere in between 5.30 and 6. And today I woke up, it was 5.20, and I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll get a couple more minutes or maybe I won't. And then I had this weird thought, like, that I had not set my alarm. And uh, sure enough, I woke up at 6.25 and I was like, what the hell, man? But it was great. It was a great feeling. Right on. Do you, so you uh, fully, fully prepared for the show that you're, oh man, I had so much prep left over from yesterday and I had a little extra time today because the Fred man couldn't sign in because his computer is on uh... here's a great Dan Duran question. So I get a call from Freddie saying that uh, he'd forgotten his cable and uh, his Mac air, which we think is around what? 2019, 2020
1: mm-hmm.
0: is fully charged Dan. Yeah. So, given that it's 100%, how long do you think a Mac Air circa 2019-2020 will last? How many hours?
2: It uh, should be a couple hours,
0: depending on what you're doing. Two
2: three. I mean, it's supposed to last all day, but if you're under a, you know, you know I'm going to give
0: it two, three hours. I would think so, too, but then I looked it up and it's like, a, well, a 2020 Mac Air, it says 14 hours, but I don't believe that. Well, it also depends on how many times it's cycled, as far as
2: charging goes, right? That's what Freddie yeah, was saying.
3: I always yeah. have it plugged in, though. See, it, I never really use it without, um, right? You know.
0: Hey, Fred, when you when you're talking like that, you're, you're, I'm not getting any volume on either.
3: Oh uh, no, I know I'm not. Okay, I'm just, I'm just doing something.
0: Okay, well, we're we we're, okay. we're recording, so we're doing oh. something too. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing something. It's called a show. So we're recording now. All right. yeah. Yeah. yeah, we usually start a couple of minutes ago. Okay. Um, so we're live streaming uh, and recording. <laughs> so, yeah, we're doing it all. But uh, listen, if you're not ready, I can start again. No, no, I'm just, I was just, just,
3: I want to know. Anyway, I want to know. I was just checking my battery thing, and
0: I'm just going to keep my eye on it. That's all. Well, Dan's, I don't know if you heard Dan say he thinks it'll last a couple hours. I think so, too, Dan. I don't think, I think 14 hours is stretching it. I don't believe I could yeah. get 14 hours. But I'm like you, Freddie. I almost never have this laptop off charge. Right. So anyway, so this is, we have a little, I'll just, by way of saying to everybody, we have a little, you know, it could be, if Fred's computer doesn't last the whole show, <laughs> it'll be like a Bible miracle. One of those like things. I'm already
3: it. At- I'm already at ninety five percent. I've lost five percent just in this little. So the show must go on. All right, we well, got to get
2: turn your uh, turn, for saving. and just turn your screen uh, level down, like well, brightness? The, the, the brightness. Yeah, right.
0: Where do you do that? <laughs> okay, oh, at the very top. top. <laughs> <laughs> Even Howard <laughs> knows no. This one. No, just <laughs> so, you thank you. I love that. <laughs> Even Howard, an idiot. <laughs> even howard knows this one just go to well i mean your air is different but usually at the top of the the top very top where it says like battery uh volume yes yes it should be up there somewhere i have it on dan i actually have it on my on my because my computer's a little later than his. is i've actually got it on the uh keyboard (laughs) <laughs>
2: it's the uh it's the uh, uh, display. It's f- f- yeah display how- there we go there's f1
3: and f2 f u right oh. <laughs> how about f
0: u yeah get- I did the display and i turned it down okay yeah that'll breakers. that'll save a lot of battery right there well, well right we should there. just rush through the show then let's rush
2: through it it's a 15 minute show
0: today Um, thanks guys is there anyone at the park dan you're not at the dan friends with the trailer so is there anyone at the park that's got a uh but well the problem with mac charging is that if you don't have the right era era they don't they're not universal which pisses me off there's three different uh, connectors Yeah. yeah i know i know how is that? You know, that's really. There's your these these chargers are 175 dollars. That really is kind of a drag because they should have just made them all max universal. Here you go, but they didn't. It's called business, is it? It's called business. <laughs> yeah, it's like
3: forced iPhones. Forced you know, when they, yeah. iPhones used to be able to charge and have a uh, earphones in. Now oh, you yeah. can't. <laughs> now that's changing, by the way.
2: Because uh, not so much in North America, but in Europe, the uh, the new standard for power and a lot of I don't know the specifics, but uh, is the USB C mm-hmm. cable mm. the one that Howard you, you 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 use to plug your
0: phone in? A lot of the Samsungs have that same. Oh shape yeah, as yeah. As yeah, that's uh, that's cool. Hey, by know, the way, shape. Dan, no matter what you yeah. say today, I'm going to say even Howard knows that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
2: Um, but because no. because Europe's uh, create, uh, adopting that standard, yes, it, it, it makes it just a, a little bit harder to have two standards for for a lot of companies. So they'll adopt that country that that uh, standard worldwide because Europe is you know such a large market. So that's
0: why a lot of the USB-C cords are now part of the, the world. Well, as you guys know, I've had several laptops. Uh, Some were stolen. Some were broken. Some had uh, coffee spilled on them. So I've had several iterations of this. And I've actually said this to you, Freddie, a year ago. So I said, "I, I think I might get another charger so i could have one in the studio and one in the house but they're just i just find it needless it's 175 dollars, and i just make the effort to bring the charger upstairs it just bugged me that every mac i got including this one which has a completely different charging port uh anyway let's start the show so before fred's uh, mac uh, dies here okay
2: this episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from our state-of-the-art Humble and Fred studios in Toronto, from our well-equipped facility in the Kawarthas with a canoe hanging from a tree, and from a porch in Stratford, and is brought to you by Bodog, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Aaron Ventures, evnet.ca, architect Outdoor Living, Palma Pasta, and Stretch Lab. And now, here are two men that now that they're... Vacation is over. You can get back to talking about resting heart rate, stool firmness, and their upcoming seasonal wardrobe changeover. Oh, there's so many new colors and styles to choose from.
0: It's Humble and Fred. Daniel, thank you very much. Uh, Bill Brio joins us today. Always a favorite guest. Tim uh, Niblett, a favorite contributor. And Tim Daniels. From Aaron Ventures to update us on uh, what's going on. Hey, Freddie, if your computer does die, you can just come back on the show using your phone. Oh, I know. That'll be a great bit. <laughs> yeah, a great bit. Yes, uh, uh, by the way, that I will. I, you guys were trying to get me to see that canoe, and I don't know why. I, I, first of all, I'd seen it before when I was at the lake, but it took me a second to concentrate on where on the tree the canoe was that's quite the phenomenon really the fact that it's stuck there yeah the wind uh you know swirled and blew and
3: it, it well what happened it was on the ground and then i think a tree fell over and the root from the tree lifted the canoe because that happens a lot here a lot of these pine trees they don't they're not very deep rooted so in high wind storms they tend to topple over and flip up and I, flip up and then yeah so the tree went over the root comes up and it grabbed the canoe and grabbed it in such a way that you know storms since then be it rain or wind uh haven't moved it it's it's funny actually it's Uh, now a landmark (laughs) it's a landmark yeah
2: (laughs) i've seen i don't know if you've seen it but i've seen uh uh, Sometimes they, they do canoe tours around, you know, through the locks and whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was a canoe tour that came up, and they gathered around the base of that tree mm-hmm. on the water and sort of listened to the tour guide talking about the big Duratio and what happened to the area and all the rest of it. Well, range. it's fascinating.
3: My uh, indigenous friend up here, Mike, he uh, just named his child Standing Canoe.
0: Did <laughs> um, he? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's uh, what's your friend's you know name, what's, your, <laughs> what's your friend's last name, friend? Yeah, yeah. Hmm? What's Mike's last uh, name? Taylor or something? Oh, is that right? Yeah, is that? yeah actually. Okay. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm questioning right now if you actually have an indigenous friend, or do you made up one for this joke?
3: Mike, we uh, Dan, do we not have an ind- indigenous? Did, friend Yes, named that Mike? is true. Yeah,
0: there's that guy, and yeah. and he named his child fucking in a canoe or something. No, standing. <laughs> oh canoe. yeah. Because of this Oh fantastic Well that's amazing uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Um But it is fascinating That uh <laughs> that, <Doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. laughs> that it's <laughs> That it's Fascinating That it's stuck <laughs> in a tree Compelling Compelling Curious Um I have you a couldn't make of, it out because you're colorblind. You couldn't see the color Well, dry. I, I, I did, yeah. In, at right? first, I couldn't see it, and then I did, and then you can't not see it. I was, there's a couple things I wanted to mention. One is how long, well, I, my buddy Dave uh, White just came back from the West Coast. He was on the, you know, there's a whole different world out there. He was traveling on by a, because, like, his brother's got like a 50,000-pound cruising boat, and they go all around the, to Fino and all these places and Comox and uh, they're all and, I, and then he said well when I said what do you guys do well we just go from you know little bay to bay and then sometimes you get on the water and you kayak and I'm like no one kayaks and I said if you kayak you you're 12 minutes and I think the same of canoeing like can you canoe for longer than 12 minutes I don't think so Dan does well do. yes but Dan can hand, Dan's got a different mindset he can uh, he gets absorbed in it but this is one of those things when I see people doing. I'm like, yeah, they get tired of it after about twelve to fourteen minutes. Uh I, yeah, Well, that's sort of a generalization. It is. It's being it's being very general.
3: My, uh, you know, I have a buddy. You know, uh, Mike, uh, Kimber kayaks, and he puts his earbuds in, and he'll go for a couple hours. Really? Dan canoes over to uh, Darren's cottage.
0: Uh, How long does that take you, Dan? Uh, about forty minutes. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess if you had a destination, mm-hmm. you might. But just to go out and paddle around, you know, mm-hmm. that's a 12 well, to 14 it's also, minutes. It's also like you're you into meditation. There's a bit of that. Oh, you absolutely. Know? You're, in, you're in nature and, you, you know. You know, maybe I'll rethink it, my whole kayak canoe paradigm. I don't yeah. The
3: only time it becomes a bit of a pain is, you know, say it's windy and you're paddling against the uh, the current
0: or the wind. Mm-hmm but then uh, I, in those uh, conditions, don't go out. I'll tell you, that, that Blake setting you guys have, and it's so beautiful, peaceful, mm. and mm-hmm. all that, but that, this whole thing Dave was telling me last night, this whole world on the West Coast, that we just don't, we, this Eastern Canadians, we don't really have any sense of it. It's almost like, you know, it's just a different world. Dan, I, mean, I know I've been to Victoria or on the island a couple times. I know you have, but yeah. for, for those Ontarians that haven't done it, can't appreciate what that scene is it really is something out there show me some pictures it's just fucking wild man just the whole world of the ocean and the west coast of the country and
3: yeah i did that once uh i think we got the ferry is it a soyuz or something where you get the ferry squam no no um oh soyuz or something okay is where i got it <laughs> south of vancouver and then you know through the channels and on your way over to Vancouver Island to Victoria and then drove up to Nanaimo. and yeah. It was amazing. It really amazing. is. Did mm-hmm. you get over to Tofino? Uh, I'm, where is Tofino?
0: It's up, it's up the, the island. island. Yeah, it's sort no, of the, west, I think, the westest you can be on the island. No, I didn't. I just did Nanaimo. And we've talked about this. Like I haven't spent as much time in eastern Canada that I, as, as I would like. I'm going to New Brunswick at the, in a couple of weeks. I, I'd never been to St. John. And, uh, but, but the West coast, you know, have some more familiarity with it and just seeing those pictures. And then him talking about the kind of cruising they do in these bigger boats, kind of like what you see on Georgian Bay where, you know, it's like you're, mm-hmm. I said, well, he sleeps six. It's like a trailer. It's a boat, like a boat trailer. I don't know. Yes. Anyway.
1: By anyway, by the
2: way, I wanted to,
0: can I mention real quickly? That, yes, please. What, what, Dave, do, you have, do, you a, do you have something to plug?
2: Yeah, I do. Your buddy, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um <coughs> he he owns a company that's uh, that does two-way radios and uh, QLD communication. Yes, and they supply a lot of radios to uh you know a lot of most of the film crews in town, Yeah. do. We're talking back and forth. Yes, so two-way radios that company. Yeah. So uh I, I asked him for some advice on what the best radio was to buy for the Peterborough Theater Guild and he just uh he just gave us some. So he said, "Just being really nice and uh, and donated uh,
0: four radios to uh, to our little operation." Amateur, well, wasn't that operation. lovely? So. Well, you uh, include that in the programs. Uh, radios uh, don- donated by QLD Communications. I'm telling everyone personally, by the way, <laughs> as they as they come in the door. Yeah, well, that's funny. Would Is you that? like to try? <laughs> <laughs> you talk to our stage manager. Like, and even Howard knows enough to. Anyway. Yeah, this is the front of the house, and that's the back of the house, and I can talk to them over this thing. Uh, I did get a couple uh, listeners uh, ask me questions about Juliet. I was, one of them asked me about their, her feet, which I will not comment on, although they were beautiful. Why? Well, they're beautiful. Oh. That's all. I just think that so. Yeah, Keith Weiland said, "How how the Mexican lady's feet?" And I said they were fantastic. But somebody asked me about the farting because we had talked about that the week before she came. I was worried that my constant gas was going to be an issue. I was, mm-hmm. yes. And uh, someone asked me how I solved that. Very simply, <laughs> <laughs> what? mind I, over air. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I. Uh, what I did is I. Uh, Found uh, in the cupboard, I had a, a packet of Gas X, and I was gobbling them like they were uh, Skittles. And they worked, it worked for, a, I took them after every meal. I don't think you're supposed to do this long term, but I took them after every meal, and I made sure that I, I did try and eat slower. Although that was one of the first things she said to me. Jew you, you eat so fast.
3: <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, I know. That's what she said, Jew eat so fast?
0: Yeah, Jew, I know, she went right to the Jew stuff. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's what it sounded like Julie so fast.
0: When I made her dinner, she said, "This is jummy." I said, "That's not how you pronounce that word." <laughs> she says, "No, it's jummy. <laughs> it's not jummy, honey." But I appreciate yeah. the sentiment. So that's what I did. I, so the answer, if you're wondering about the farting, it was gas X after every meal, and it worked. And it works absolutely it really works. eh yes, ma'am. Wow. See, yes. if I cared, I, I, yeah. <laughs>
3: No, it's good to know in case I'm ever in that situation, but I'm not. So, Belize is used to mine. Although, I'm pretty good. I can leave the room.
0: A lot of space in our house. Mm-hmm. If you want coming on, I can just leave the room. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I was having the kind of... And I, what I have is a bit of... I, whatever's wrong with my stomach and has been for a couple years really doesn't... It, it doesn't produce a mm-hmm. a very odiferous uh, expulsion, but it definitely... It it hurts. My stomach is actually in pain when I have to, you know, relieve the wind. And I, right. so for seven or eight days, I thought, I better not. I I'd just rather not do it in front of her yet. You know, no, because I don't think she'd think that was jummy. Yeah, yeah. There's no way. Yeah, you couldn't do that yet. You want to wait again, till you down the doubt- road.
3: Down What's the I road did? when you...
0: Huh? I'm sorry, go I ahead. Gonna say, 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 no, hey, no I was going
3: to say down the road when you squeak, squeak the first one out, she might find it funny, and then mm. the pressure will be
0: off. <laughs> no, it's constant pressure. <laughs> um, while we were gone, I don't know if we talked about it yesterday, uh, but I th- did I, I th- it may have come up on the show that uh, Pee Wee Herman died. Did we talk about this, or did it come up with Larry? Can not remember? Just briefly. Anyway, Paul Rubens. Uh, died. Do do any I can't anyone know what the cause of death was? I think it was cancer. Was it? Yeah. And seventy-one years old, Dan. Not very old. Not very old. But the thing that struck me was, you know, that character has been around all our lives, you know, controversial, also, you know, was a big star at one point. But he went to his grave being Pee Wee Herman like that was the headline that was all you heard you almost barely heard paul rubens his actual name right
3: yeah well to be expected although he had quite a career on the flip side didn't he didn't he wasn't he a writer a producer uh, something or didn't i
0: read like i don't know i think maybe you've like even he, asked that question yesterday i have no idea he made a
3: living <laughs> you sure in he the did industry Outside of Pee-wee Herman, and he had a couple of
0: dramatic roles along the way. But I don't know when he was when he was a kid. Did he think he was going to go to like on his deathbed was going to be Pee-wee Herman? Pee-wee died. This is <laughs> what I have to look forward to. It's going because it's not going to be Howard Glassman died. It's going to be humble Howard of the Humble and Fred show. Yeah. Passed away peacefully in his sleep, hopefully. Does that bother you? No. I just think, uh, you know, I'm now 63. I'm kind of used to it after, you know, since 1978.
3: Yeah. You won't uh, you won't be around to worry about it anyway.
0: Oh, I'll be worried about it somewhere. Yeah. Oh, somewhere in the afterlife, right, Dan? Somewhere. Somewhere. Where am I going <laughs> to? Dan's like, yo, I know where you're going to be. You're going to <laughs> you know, be in hell. You're going to be in you know, hell. You, sp- you
3: speak of uh, Gas X. mm and thing you know that's to suppress farting. Yes, sir. Um, I just saw Sharon uh, Osborne. and like she's tiny now, and apparently Oprah is too. This Ozempic, people are taking it strictly for weight loss. Yeah. We talked about this earlier on the show, but it's really like it's it's like wildfire, brother. Uh-huh. You no know, people that don't even have diabetes is what you take it for. But uh, like she's tiny, and it only took her like like five months or something to to lose I, I don't know how many pounds she lost and uh, you know they still don't know long term side effects of this thing so listen if I have if I'm a diabetic and I have to take a medicine like that I do but these people are jumping on this Ozempic thing just for losing weight and you know, pretty soon people like uh, you know me or uh, you previously, whatever. If you want to lose like twenty pounds, we are, are we going to start jabbing yourself with this stuff? It it really is the foot. it's like it's like a freak of wonder drug. I mean, you know, for decades and decades, for centuries, yeah. people have tried to solve the weight lossing uh, loss thing, and and Ozempic is it's the ticket.
0: And you know, it's not the only one. I read something this morning. I don't have it in yeah. front of me, but there's another one in uh, in Europe. A rival drug that's similar to Ozempic that they're yeah. getting approval for, but it has it's having the same results. Because, as you say, worldwide obesity, you know, is one of the phenomenons of our of our age it has been for a while, but not at the levels they're at now. And uh, of course, everyone wants a, a shortcut to it rather than trying you know, maybe to maybe eat less, walk more, just you know, take this drug, and then in a few months it's gone.
3: I saw a guy on the television. On the
0: television, you say?
3: On the television a few nights ago, a big guy. He lost 71 pounds, I think, in eight months taking Ozempic. Now, he's off it. People are trying to get off. And I, you, 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 obviously, you can get off it. And now the question is, how quick, uh, quickly would you gain the weight back? Or does it suppress your... Uh, appetite long enough that maybe you 're conditioned now to eat less or whatever is
0: that what it does? is it a does it suppress your appetite somehow yeah like mm-hmm. it 's a neurological interrupter some in some way yeah, wow, <laughs> this
3: way but uh, anyway i, I don 't know when you're talking about gas X and that I just uh, you know what we put in our bodies to do whatever, and this uh, it definitely is a, i 'm calling it a wonder drug. Okay. I'm calling it a wonder drug. It's like, you know, when biographers come out. What? I take that pill and I get a bonus? What?
0: What? 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 Um, well, uh, here's somebody else that you've been now, you've now tagged him uh, and you're you are calling him convicted rapist. Uh, but anyway, the former president of the United States, this is all going to tie into obesity. Mm-hmm. Um you know, one of the great wonders of this character, and he is a character. He's like a character in a movie. One of the great wonders of this character, who's like a crime boss, who's like this Machiavellian, you know, politician of, of you know, really will be this this person, Trump, will be famous forever for a lot of the wrong reasons. But right. one of the things, you know, you look at this guy. Here is how narcissistic he is. He's a fat fucking fuck. He's a fat guy, fat, sweaty, fat. <laughs> so. But here he is talking about Chris Christie, who's nowhere. It's not like Trump small, Christie big. They're about the same size.
4: Who's good? No, no, Christie's he's eating right now. He can't be bothered.
2: <laughs> Sir, please do not call him a fat pig. That's very disrespectful. Don't call him. See, I'm I'm trying to be nice. Don't call him a fat pig. You can't do. It. You can't do that. So now because you're not allowed to do that and therefore uh, we're not going to do it, okay? We want to be very civil, right?
0: So so there's the there's the quintessential and, and you know no whether somebody yelled fat pig or not. How you can have so la- such a lack of self-awareness. But you know that's really the the quintessential Trump move there. You know, we're, we're not allowed now. Now we're not allowed to call people fat pigs like that's a bad thing
3: yeah there's so much in that like that's your guy you want him to be your president right you know who's you know a 77 year old man who stands up on a stage and you'll notice i saw that clip he's sweating (laughs) profusely exactly like like a slimy fucking uh convicted rapist snake that he is um and then and then i thought I, i you know i didn't think you know did he make up somebody
0: yelling out and that's what it sounded like to me
3: oh okay but I, my thought was there's there's an example of his base right yeah a guy that would yell that out yeah he's a fat pig that's the type of guy that wants the convicted rapist to be his president like it it's it's mind-boggling
0: well not only that but what i wrote down was that not only is he fat but i'll guarantee a huge percentage of that audience are yeah. clinically obese, fat people. Yes. Without a doubt, you, they are.
3: Well, you make that determination because whenever you see the rallies, you know, when they talk to those no-minds with their Trump shirts and Trump hats on, they are. They It's like cookie cutter. It really yeah. is.
0: Did you happen to watch any of that stuff I sent you yesterday from that imbecile who has his little podcast? And and, and quite a few followers, like a quarter of a million followers on twitter or whatever they're calling it now
3: but see how when i looked at that i got remember that time we got all those twitter followers or whatever yeah yeah. um because the action on that site doesn't support those followers well whatever but oh i know i'm just saying that but anyway my next point to that was i think we should have that guy
0: on the show i thought the same thing i said i'd love to have that guy on the show and
3: just ask him questions. Yeah. You know what I mean? We won't get it. And we'll tell the audience before he comes on, here's what we're going to do. Humble and Fred aren't being cowards. We just don't want to get on pissing match. We're just going to ask this guy questions. Yeah. Because all you have to do is ask these guys questions. And in their answers, they prove how fucking dumb they are. Well, this like, that guy is dumb. such a dummy. Yeah. Like, 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 I would like to say to this guy, you know, at what point do you, you know, do you cash in your chips and realize the more you support donald trump the more ridiculous you look aren't you worried about your own image
0: you know well he's clearly not he's what we're talking about is this he's a video blog i know i'm just gonna say a vlogger but it kind of does a a video podcast i'm not sure if he has an audio component to it and i saw this and Hmm. he's talking about how i found it was he's talking about trudeau and he saw the picture of trudeau and his son and thinks trudeau is gonna come out and then he goes on but of course he's a big trump supporter but i uh i'll send it to you too dan it's fascinating it's only about 25 minutes okay Um, well yeah and i i watched more of it more of it than i wanted to because i just i felt i felt found it compelling um by the way much like the audio or i'll play the audio of it now but i mean if you've seen the video of ron DeSantis laughing no one just before you
3: get to that did that guy that you're talking about who has the podcast we should have on the show yes I listen to the part about Trudeau too, and it's like the statement he makes is like, if ever there was a guy that I thought was gay, it's mm. it's him. Like, right? If, if ever there was a guy that you looked <laughs> at and thought he's gay, and it's like, my God, I know. Like you're putting your face in a camera and saying that kind of thing. Oh yeah, like it's it's something else. Um, and and, and again, it's just such a, a profile, stereotypical Trump supporter. Oh yeah, you know.
0: Um, and what's weird about him is he lived in Europe for four or five years. Like he's been, he's been off the continent. Uh, just quickly before we move on, I just I retweeted this yesterday, and and it, it was true. I said I don't know why, I don't know exactly why, but I can't stop watching it, and it's only about a twelve second clip. And I'll will try and send it to both of you guys because it's just there's something weirdly wrong about ron desantis it's it's almost like and a few people commented about this mm-hmm. it's almost like he's an alien that's doing an impression of a human being
1: <laughs> it's true
0: dan <laughs> That's a good when, point. when you see him and you're going to hear this but it doesn't the, the the audio won't do the the facial moves he's making like he on, well, anyway i'm going to send it to you guys but listen
3: hey, your whole number behind president Trump.
2: Have been pretty substantially behind, and not
0: just- <laughs> like, I, I, you not here. Like you got to see what the face he pulls when he does that, because what somebody said is your poll numbers. And he's in Florida, going not here, and then he makes this laugh. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm going to say this respectfully. It looks to me like he has Asperger's. Like he's not. Like he's not quite. Get getting all the social cues. President Trump have been pretty substantially behind. Not here.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Oh man, that's who they have to choose from down there. By the way.
3: Yeah, I know. It's scary stuff. Oh yeah, it uh, it really is. Let me say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's uh, anyway anyway although did you see yesterday they had a referendum or something on abortion in ohio yes and again the latest state to vote against restrictive abortion laws are they not getting that message the republicans in the united states i mean they could lose the next election through women alone
0: yeah well we said that when they had the uh, midterms and they uh, didn't uh didn't have their big red wave like they thought they were going to. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's you know what we can do. Why don't we get back to some nonsense, uh, Dan Duran? How's your uh, DIY show coming? Do a Dan it yourself? I've been thinking about that. Anyone? Uh, well, I, we haven't. Uh, I've just been DIYing. Yes, you have. So, I've been doing some research. I guess you are you done this uh, latest job? You're, are you, you going to go back to Stratford after this? Uh, there's probably one more uh, one more trip back
2: here. Uh, later at the end of the month are you would you for finishing stuff
0: would you um are if somebody in our audience was like i could I could get Dan Duran over here would you well see- i'm very i'm very picky I know you are but yeah sure, and I Dan charges a premium too by the way
2: yeah you know they uh
0: you know, I need to stay there
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's right yeah the, uh, there's quite a few rules Dan has to stay in your home and uh yeah do the podcast from your
2: house exactly uh in the morning yeah uh yeah it's the ultimate humble stop working
0: when i feel like exactly it's the ultimate humble and fred and dan fan experience yeah (laughs) (laughs) like if you're a humble and fred show fan what would be how great would it be to have dan duran living at your home doing the show from there and fixing up your shit
3: no, that's, you know, that was a big thing in radio for years, right? Taking the morning show to to people's houses, right? Exactly. What did they used to call those things like we invade the neighborhood or whatever. But people ate that stuff up to have Dan Duran do this show from your house. Well, replacing
0: your toilet.
3: <laughs> Listen,
0: <laughs> I, I tried to have him do it here and he didn't want to do it. He was like, nope. Not, he actually, we're, we're going to replace the toilet. <laughs> um, didn't they call that at uh, uh, Q? They called it Breakfast with Voldemort. Wasn't that the show they did? <laughs> Something like that. Yes. <laughs> Fucking dying. I'm just literally, this is, forget the DIY. This is the bit now. How, by the way, speaking of bits, how, what's your, uh, how much uh, power do you have?
3: Oh, I don't know. Let me see. Well, first, I have to brighten my screen. Okay. Here we go. I have oh, 79. Mm,
0: okay. You'll make it.
3: Oh you make fine. it. Yeah, we're
0: fine. Yeah, because you've only used 20% since we started the show, so. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, that's right. Dan Duran at your home. You feed him, obvious, and uh, give him a place to stay. Will he sleep with you? That's again up to you. That's up to you, people. You know, you want to have a Duran swinger party?
3: Well, oh, that's an add-on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck a huge add-on. Mm-hmm. Get it? Huge add-on.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. For Dan, I'll take I'll take the um, <laughs> yeah I'll take the Dan fucks me option. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, we're having uh, Dan. We're having um, a Duran do our basement, and we're fucking him. <laughs> Yeah, We're doing uh, it's, it's an option We took it we, we, You know what And we've been yeah, yeah. very very happy mm-hmm. With the work he's done mm-hmm. In the basement And the bedroom <laughs> See This is a, 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 a Testimonials We could have Thank you Humble and Fred Dan Duran Painted our den And yes. And had sex with us Hmm. <laughs> Possible. Right. Very seriously. Right. Don't tell me that you know who uh, Eric Magditch or uh, uh, who's the lovely woman that always sends us uh, voicemails. Um, Julie Fleming. Julie Fleming. Don't tell me Julie Fleming wouldn't want Dandran to put down some hardwood and put down some hardwood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this is a bit that just won't end.
3: No, i know yeah there you go dan's no. dan's looking through his notes hoping Man, what can i how can i change the subject how can i change the subject
0: <laughs> uh i was thinking of jennifer kelly but yeah julie fleming is our uh, oh, main right. U- uh, u.s po- political correspondent right i think both julie and jennifer would love to have dan oran doing some uh, reno you know some oh, reno work oh yeah by the way we're gonna do our email show tomorrow and uh, so you have one more day to get some emails in. Uh, and of course, uh, I did find the name of the gentleman that won our email uh, contest last year. Uh, last month, I'm sorry. And uh, wouldn't you know, it's Randy Wood, which is, by the way, Dan Duran's reno name. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: It's all working out. Uh, yeah, This so bit has wins. a beginning, a middle, and now an end. <laughs> I'm Dan. You want a hundred, 100 gift gift certificate
3: to Palma Pasta?
0: Yes. Yeah. You'll love it. That should be Dan's Reno name, Randy Wood.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: Randy <for> sure. Wood. <laughs> Dan, okay, I'll tell you what. We're going to let we're going to we'll, we'll we'll move on from this. Where yeah, would you where would you like to go? Uh is there something on your mind that you'd like to, to to take it or will you be back this in a in a bit for your news? Will you do that?
2: Well, I'll do the news, yeah.
0: But you won't. You will not participate anymore in this bit. Yeah, let's, let's move on. Okay.
3: Um, you guys, can you help me with something? I uh, it, Taylor Swift makes me feel really, really old. You know, she's uh, six dates in Toronto in November, and I'm reading all the stuff about how you get tickets or how you won't be able to get tickets or the process to get tickets. But six shows in Toronto in November. I couldn't tell you a Taylor Swift song if she came on the radio. I couldn't identify her. It's really an old guy thing because is she not arguably the biggest
0: biggest music in the world
3: star in the world right now? Yeah, and
0: by the way, I don't think it's November. I'm looking at the story here on Global. It's next year, I believe. Oh,
3: I thought it was. I thought I read November. Anyway, um, whenever it's six dates. Yeah, and uh, and. Uh, and then I was just looking at the ticketing process and this goes on all over the world. But in ter- and again the people um, and forget about the ticket prices by the time they go through all the you know the third hand people and the you know and the ticket agencies stub hubs and all those things or whatever you call them. It's it's, it's going to be thousands of
0: dollars yeah, to see this it's one. It's November 2024, Freddie. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. The, I, the story I was looking at. Again, now here's here's what I would recommend. Mm-hmm. There's a documentary, I think it's on Netflix, about her. And uh, I didn't know anything about her, but I sat down and watched that with uh, one of my kids. And uh, fascinating, fascinating person. She's been, she's been famous since she was a kid. What I thought the story was, beside the ticketing, is how much of an economic impact. Yeah. That, a Taylor, that, that it's literally tens and tens of millions of dollars. Uh, so here in Toronto They estimate Somewhere in the neighborhood Of 60 to 75 million dollars Of those dates In the city uh, 55,000 people Spending $1,300 US Plus all the Restaurants And all the transport And all the hotels It literally Has moved The economics Of many states That she's appeared in um, Swift's uh, the, a, a, a company in the states A US think tank Uh That promotes Colorado's economy economy found that Swift's two shows in July led to a US $140 million boost to the state's GDP for the year.
3: Well, it's amazing. But even look at that date again. I just I see November. I assume it's this November. But look at that November 2024. And it's already a thing here. Oh, yeah. Like it's. Like, it really is something. Like, do you know her music? I, do your kids... Like, I would imagine May, like, my granddaughter, maybe, but it just hasn't come across my radar. Like, are you aware of her music? Like, is it... What is it? Is it just poppy?
0: Yeah, I, she, no, she's good. I, you know, I'm not really... I couldn't name a Taylor Swift song. I know that this in this documentary, I mean, I recognized a couple of them. But check this out. Her... um at the end of the day, Swift's US tour could generate four point six billion dollars oh, in total geez. consumer spending, which mm-hmm. is larger than the GDP of thirty five countries. So I mean a lot of people listening are like, yeah, this song or that song, but I'm with you. Uh Dan, are you a, do you know are you a Swifty? Wouldn't that be I'm great if of, you were?
2: No, I'm not. I'm kinda of with you guys. I I'm sure that you know because I, I the format the last year was in radio
0: I'm sure that we played a song or two of hers, but I just don't remember the. the well, thing. yeah, you would but have been the last. Li- you're the one. last one of us that played that actually had a gig in regular radio. But she had a lot
2: of country stuff, more country based. Well,
3: and no,
0: to became... begin with, she did when she yeah. was a younger, much and then younger. Then it moved
3: over, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, it's something, uh, it, and again, I bring the age thing into it. Maybe I don't know. That's not accurate, but here I sit at 67, and this this huge musical industry going on and i'm not really <laughs> aware of it you know if obviously if i was younger i would be yeah. um or maybe still in the business and we worked at a
0: obviously a station that played that music but i'm looking really, through her spotify right you, now and and freddie i don't know which one to go to i couldn't nothing's jumping out that oh that's a taylor swift hit but i will say this if you're bored someday and you and you happen to come across this uh documentary on her is fascinating her story how and and what she's gone through remember remember that uh kanye came on stage when she won her first like, like, like this is years ago right. famously came on stage in front of her and said yes. hey taylor's pretty good but beyonce had the song of the year or whatever that nonsense were so that's part right. of the documentary how it affected her and uh and so on but i, I found i didn't really have any connection to her other than i'm She's very very talented. Uh oh, that's what I guess. And I guess she's um and
3: like like little girls like her and older women like her and
0: and uh I guess men like her too. Um Well, she's and, very like she's she does I uh, you know I, I think she's definitely somewhere between Madonna and mm-hmm. uh you know, uh, pink. She's, a, she's not quite country. She's not quite rock. She's not quite pop. But they do that, that. She does that kind of big show. A lot of people dancing. And she's really singing. But she can also play instruments. She's very very, uh, she's a unique human being. And, and she's quite lovely. Yes, she is. Is she? Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. By the la- way, to Fred's point, by the way, he's started to make this, I think. Imagine like that. He She's touring into November of 2024. 2023 hasn't even happened and and like if you look at her tour dates it's every month she's got you know at least once a week she's got a big huge concert that's a massive operation those kinds of tour you know the stage is moving in, and and yes. know, the amount of people involved in that it, mm-hmm. it's amazing to me that that you know she would have the stamina to keep touring that long
0: well she's know. wrapping up the 2020 2023 has happened it's it's starting to wind down that's why they're announcing these dates for 2024
3: what's what's the juice factor there like pretty Cyrus, high like you know she uh, a lot of skin there and yeah the, she's uh, pretty
0: high juice factor
3: uh, provocative you... and nice dan what's that? What, 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 what did
0: you mean about it winding down? Well, her that tour we're talking about, it's called the, uh, whatever the tour she's on, it's it's starting to wind down. That's why. No, it's not. No, it's not. It goes international. Okay. Well, it's winding down in North America.
2: Yeah. and it's going to Singapore and to Paris. And oh, okay. To, uh, yeah. And it's like every <clears throat> every week next, uh, or in the, all the way into November, there's a show.
0: Okay. Well, the, the, but to answer your question, the juice factor is very, very high. With this human being, beautiful. Juice factor high, very high. Uh, well, Daniel, we got to let sorry. you go here because Bill Brio's standing by here, right and um, and you will join us hopefully between the. It's going to get busy, so Bill Brio, then uh, you come back, and we'll then okay. we'll do the Sherpa, then we got Tim Daniels, and depending on your schedule with the DIYing, we'll uh, we'll have you back. And Fred's battery life. And Fred's battery life, exactly. Yeah. I wish I knew. Like here's some Taylor Smith, uh, uh, Taylor Swift. I. Anyway, we'll get to uh, all of that, and uh, of course, uh, Bill Brio standing by. But first, Freddie, let's talk about uh, this person.
3: Uh, Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business. We've talked about it for years now. If you have a small business...
0: Where'd you go there, buddy? Your mic just turned off. It is? Yeah. Am I there? Now you are. Oh, a benefits package
3: is very very doable uh go to uh, chamberplan.ca today press on the badge uh, get a free quote you will get a free quote and uh we've talked about how progressive they are uh they've added a lot of mental health elements to their coverage very important in this uh in this day and age and uh you know where we're at after covid uh It's, uh, again, very progressive. They think ahead all the time. So, again, check it out. I mean, uh, besides dental and prescriptions and certain therapies, they even have an HR uh, factor to this thing that you can use. It's the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, chamberplan.ca. Yeah,
0: for a second there, I thought your battery just died. Um, Speaking of batteries... You've heard us talking about evnet.ca, the electric experience, and it really is a different experience when it comes to trying before you buy. Hey, maybe you're just curious. You want to see what a Nissan Leaf is like or a Tesla, a Kona, uh, any one of them. I mean, even if it's like out of like, hey, maybe somewhere down the road, I'm going to get one. I'm going to get an electric car for the weekend. Well, now you can. You can get it for 24 hours for a weekend for seven days. And and listen, you can try one of these before you buy or lease it. And that's how the EVNet experience is so different than any other car buying paradigm that you can find. The number is 1-800-387-9391. And I can tell you from this summer, you know, I had a different experience driving one in the wintertime because it wasn't going anywhere. But this summer, I've really understood about the charging system, about making plans to when I'm away find a charger. It's so easy. And the EVNet people at evnet.ca can help you. It's located here in historic Etobicoke. And you can call them uh, at 1-800-387-9391 or evnet.ca. Maybe uh, Bill Brio can... uh Illuminate us when it comes to uh, Taylor Swift Because I mean I, I've i got nothing against Taylor Swift uh, I think she's very talented But I just don't know Like what's that song That you would be Oh that's a Taylor Swift song Like I just played one now But uh, I don't know that I've ever heard it before Billy I, is, is, Are you a Taylor Are you a Swifty Is that what you are
5: uh, The last album I bought Was the Double White uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not yeah. gonna be much help. Maybe Abby Road no I, I couldn't name a Taylor Swift song um, and uh, do no that's no comment on her she must be amazing uh, in concert to I don't know what is she gonna make a billion dollars?
0: Yeah, her tour, tour is now 3.4 no I just I'm sorry not 3.4 I just read it. it was four 4.6 billion in consumer spending now, I'm not that's not what she's making, but that's what it's generating.
5: I'm still getting over the uh, breakup of the DeFranco family. So, um, <laughs> well, you know, we maybe, you know, a little out of it. <laughs> when Howard was describing her, Taylor
3: Swift, he said a little bit country a little bit rocker a little bit rock and roll it made me think of Donnie and Marie remember yeah, their right, show right. they had that bit i'm a little bit country i'm <laughs> yeah. a little bit rock and roll that's and that's where my that's how old i am paper roses
5: saying. yeah no i remember that
0: sure. <laughs> well now that we've aged yeah, listen if you didn't if there was any question that the three of us are nearly 300 years old
5: <laughs> <laughs> um, when, when i i used to work as a busboy at ontario place when i was a teenager like 14 15 And uh, the pass into the work got me into the the C&E grandstand and a bunch of my friends the same. And we would go and sneak in, see the Guess Who, uh, Chicago, but uh, anything because we could get in for free. So we went in to see the Osmonds, I think. And, uh, (laughs) you know, it was just uh, crazy. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, so she is the uh, 10 times the equivalent of those guys, I guess.
0: Well, let's have a little bit of Donnie and Marie as we introduce our guest today. Wow. Um, He uh, is seriously one of our favorites and uh, we enjoy catching up on what's going on in television. He was a a writer of some renown for many, many years for like regular newspapers and such. And now he's the host of uh, a fantastic podcast. And he writes uh, uh, constantly about what's going on in the world of television. It is, of course, Bill Brio. What's the? Uh, it's Brio.TV, The podcast, isn't it? Huh? That is not
5: thats correct. Brio.TV, The podcast. Yeah. I, you know, every time you're on, I'm like, I gotta,
0: I gotta wonder if I've seen anything that I uh, would I uh, get excited about. And the one thing, and I reminded my buddy Dave about this last night, that I absolutely loved. And I recommend to all my friends like you too, is the Righteous Gemstones. God damn it. It
5: <laughs> it's is such an o- obvious idea to spoof, uh, you know, uh, religion. All, yes, it is. And uh, they're doing very well. A lot of talented guys Danny McBride, John Goodman. My goodness, oh, how can you go wrong? I,
0: I just, I, honestly, Fred, I know I've said this to you a bunch of times this summer. You should watch this, you should watch that. But mm-hmm. it's on Crave. I just burned through season three. It is so quirky, Bill. I mean, I don't know how much of you've seen it, how much of it you've seen.
5: I've not seen every episode, maybe half of them. Yeah, no, it's a, you know, yeah, no, you're right. It is quirky. and But, but those guys, it reflects the people making it for sure. Yeah, it They're, just get.
0: Been... I'll tell you, season three just gets weirder. Every episode is weirder and weirder. But I rarely laugh. By myself, out loud, as the kids say, but a couple times it caught me by surprise. They look uh, like
5: they're having a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Look <laughs> like oh, at Dan- <laughs> Although
0: Danny McBride never doesn't play Danny McBride. No, that's true. It's, it's always like him. Yeah. Um, do you remember that movie Tropic Thunder, Fred? He was yes, in that? Yeah. yeah, he was in it. Yeah, I didn't see it. You've never seen Tropic Thunder? No, I'm sorry. You know, I I should see more
3: things. You know, and again, even this summer, I have a wife that is so hooked on the Blue Jays that that's our night. Every night. Wow. Three hours of Blue Jays baseball. Good Lord. And I love so much that she's into it that I don't want to go downstairs and watch something else, you know.
0: (laughs) Well, when the Jays are done, you should uh, catch up on uh, the Righteous Gemstones. Belly, what are you watching? Mm
5: -hmm. Well, a couple of my favorite shows are on right now. Um, I'm a huge fan of How To with John Wilson, which no one's heard of and no one's heard of him, but it's his third season. It's third and final. This is this guy with a camera in New York. Uh, He's an oddball, but he's observes very keen observer of, of his world around him, and he'll take ordinary mundane things like scaffolding or public washrooms and then... By the end of the half hour, he just arrives at a very profound moment. And uh, uh, hmm. it's, it's hard to describe, but boy, oh, boy, the, the juxtaposition of the images on this show mm-hmm. uh, and, and what he is saying, his narration uh, and the people he bumps into on the street, the interviews, people tell this guy the most intimate, crazy things, which leads to the next scene. And uh, I, I, it actually has a higher score on uh you know metacritic than uh, succession or um any show you can name pretty well
3: well you say here the baron berry
5: what is uh, metacritic what is that well it's one of these aggregates that tells you what's you know, you don't have to read anything. It just tells you what's good, right? Um, it's like the it's but,
0: like the uh, Rotten Tomatoes of television, isn't it? Exactly, exactly, yeah. And you've mentioned this before. In fact, you, I know you love it so much because last time you mentioned it, I went and I've got it, um, uh, whatever, uh, bookmarked on Crave. Right. And I'm going to watch it because it does look quirky, and as you say, it's got a huge, uh, huge following in terms of the critics.
3: Yeah, uh, that gets my interest. Um, you, have, you On your notes here, you, you do mention The Bear. That's one thing I've taken time out to watch, the yeah. latest season of The Bear.
0: Are you through this last season, second season? Y-
3: yes. And the first five, I'm thinking, I don't know if this is doing it for me, but I'll tell you, that Christmas dinner episode yeah. was <laughs> like something I've never seen before. And Jamie Lee Curtis, like, it's really done a lot for her like i see her being interviewed everywhere now and all i want to do is talk about that episode yeah. and then it's something it,
0: it, else man well if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about it's just, it's a if you know the bear it's it's in i think it's episode six or seven but mm-hmm. you know what I, I i've said this before about this i don't know anything about acting but that was yeah. some good acting Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like I couldn't describe what good acting is. But when you see that episode, Bob Odenkirk, the, (laughs) the, the, the rest of the cast and her. It's so it's so good. It makes you literally feel uncomfortable, like that. Yes, like it was it something like else. A,
5: it seems like a documentary, doesn't it? It's very real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and with uh, the TV critics, I'm a member of the Television Critics Association. Two hundred of us across North America, and we just uh, released the list of our um, TCA award winners, and that was the best comedy. It could go in a lot of categories, that show, but yes, it was sure. singled out as best comedy by the uh, critics uh, just the, uh, just two days ago. Yeah. Comedy? Wow. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. You know, That's there's. Oh, I forgot another guy in that scene is
0: Oliver Platt, for God's sake. Yeah, great actor. So great good. Actor. Um, yeah. I do agree with you, Freddie. I thought the first three or four episodes were kind of like just ramping up. I mean, I like so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like the show. I wasn't like, oh, this sucks. I was just like, oh, it's oh, not no. quite the. Mm-hmm. The intensity, but man, did they they uh, turn it up. You're also uh, watching, I didn't even realize they were doing a season two of The Rise of the Lakers. I did watch the first uh, season of it.
5: Yeah, it's just started. It's back on Crave here and uh, HBO Max. This is uh, the Lakers in, during their... Showtime era, you know, in the 80s, uh, right. when Jerry Buss was the owner. John C. Riley plays Jerry Buss. Oh, my God. Talk about acting. You can't take your eyes off him. He's amazing. Uh, I interviewed the young guy who plays Magic Johnson. Quincy Isaiah was in Toronto in June. And I actually, I, my the podcast that's up this week is with him. And um, the funny thing about this show is that a lot of the actual Laker players hate it. Uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, my favorite TV critic, he hates this show. Uh, he says it's says the acting is wooden, it's mundane. Uh, he despises it, but he's only watched one episode. Mm. I, I, it's something personal about it, he just doesn't like. But boy, as entertainment, it's not a documentary, it's it's just you know, Adam McKay is the guy behind it, so they take some liberties, but it is based on what actually happened, the same characters. And it is a fun and a, kind of a dirty 70s, 80s show. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, edgy. It's fun.
0: Do they touch on, uh, you know, one of the great, not great, but one of the most fantastic moments of the 80s for people who lived through it was when, you know, there was the AIDS crisis. And then Magic Johnson revealed that he had AIDS. He had AIDS. And it crossed over from a gay issue to an everybody issue. Does do they get to that in season two?
5: Well, um, I'm only on the episode. I've seen the first two episodes of season two, but what they're dealing with is Magic Johnson. This young kid, he's an instant superstar and uh he's out of control. He he can have a different woman every uh you know, he just set a timer and 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 there's a lot of that in the in the show. Okay. And and you get into that in the first few episodes of season 2 how um this is going to uh ultimately impact him. You know, he be he, he gets this woman pregnant. His very conservative family back in Minneapolis or uh, in Michigan, I can't remember now, but they're very upset and and but he's you know he's in the middle of this incredible run, and uh, he just can't help himself. So yeah. there's, there's, they're leading up to what I'm sure will be eventually dealing with AIDS. Yeah. Uh, you're right here
3: too. Only murders in the building. I've never seen that. I've seen the trailers for it. This is the Steve Martin Martin Short yeah uh, thing, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, and th- the only reason uh, it gets my interest is because it's. It, it, martin short is universally loved he it's it's almost like a norm mcdonald thing by that community isn't it, it it's just unbelievable yes. whenever i hear anybody in a, in, a, in a wide range of people talk about martin short they just absolutely love this guy
5: well what's not to love like he's probably Mm -hmm. the best uh, talk show guest ever you know whenever he's on Mm -hmm. letterman or wherever he he just comes out there and he's so broadway you know he just starts singing and um and and it's a great role he's playing this oliver this um former well he's he's still performing uh, uh producing shows on broadway but he hasn't had a hit in 15 years except this season he's mounting a big comeback production and uh What's interesting about Martin short as funny as he is in points in this season he is a very good actor and he really gets to shine in season three um and of course he's playing opposite Steve Martin so that doesn't hurt right well I, I, i'm listen I've
0: heard of the uh, I've heard of this series but I yeah. the, when I heard of it the other day I was like season four what is only mm-hmm. murders in the building about
5: it's a part, these okay so these guys live in a uh, it's almost it's the Dakota really but it's a Manhattan uh, old uh, money apartment and uh, they Steve Martin has a he's a former TV uh, actor from the 70s. Uh, and uh, Martin Short lives there, this once great director. And then there's um, Celine, Selena Gomez, uh, was the young kid. And the three of them just get together over their interest on podcasts, and they start their own, Only Murders in the Building. There's okay. a murder in the building, and then season one, they... Take eight episodes to solve it and uh, on and on. And there's a new one this year. It involves Paul Rudd, who is an actor on this play that Martin Short is doing. Um, and just the guest stars, Nathan Lane, in the first two seasons, just stole every scene. Uh, this year, Meryl Streep plays one of the actors on the stage, Paul Rudd. So, so, they,
0: it, so the the guys doing this premise is the three of them are doing a podcast, but there's actually a murder in the building they have to solve.
5: Yes, and okay. often they're implicated Or it's, you know, one of them was Happened to be there when they pulled okay. the knife out of the body well, a, and it's, So it's like an old murder mystery thing But then you've got Steve Martin And Martin Short right. And it just elevates it Makes it really steeped in showbiz fun
0: Well, there's another series I gotta watch And this last thing you're talking about Sounds amazing um, yes. I, I love these type of things This, this uh, documentary that is premiering this month Go ahead and tell us about it William,
5: Bill, yeah, this is telemarketers, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, we, yes. Okay, yeah, but sorry, your your,
0: your um, screen froze, but we can we can hear you.
5: Mm-hmm. Yes, it's chilly here in Brampton. Um, <laughs> okay. The uh, the uh, telemarketers. This is fascinating. So it's an actual documentary, three parts. Uh, it's also on HBO Crave. They're, they seem to be the hot channel for me right now. Uh, it premieres, um, I think, Sunday or Monday, August thirteenth. And uh, basically, um, these guys are working for a telemarketing company in New Jersey. And they know the playbook is basically to um, uh, trick uh, the most vulnerable people, old folks, uh, into giving money to this uh, charity. And all the tricks they learn, like literally they tell the people that the name of the company, the acronym is C-A-S-H. So make the checkout to C-A-S-H. S-H, you know, cash, Uh, every every little trick in the book. But these guys decide on their own, we're going to screw with the guys we're working with. We're going to take this place down. And so the whole thing is they're putting their lives at risk. It's kind of a mob run thing. And they're screwing with it from the inside. Wow. And so you're watching in real time uh, this happen. And so it's gutsy. It's a bit like John Wilson's show or something's happening but uh, everybody hates telemarketers, so you want to root for these guys, right?
0: And what's the name of it? Telemarketers. Oh, okay. Sorry, I saw that. I was just in the notes here. It's <laughs> Telemarketers. It's on HBO and Crave, premiering August 13th. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Oh, it absolutely does. Yeah. You know how you know it's goofy little naive Canadians.
3: It's just when you think somebody gets up in the morning or a group of fellas or whoever get up in the morning and their whole sole purpose is, you know... To hire a bunch of people that don't make a lot of money to sit on phones every day and rip off
0: vulnerable people of yeah. their hard-earned money. It sounds like the Trump campaign.
3: Oh, oh exactly. Hey! It, 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 it's fat. and you know, it's just so widespread.
5: There's a lot of evil out there, is there not? Oh, my goodness. And that's what they show. They show, like, mm-hmm. these two guys are sitting in an office with about... Thirty other people, and they're all doing the same thing Fred you're right, you know they, mm-hmm. that's their plan, they got the playbook and and we've all been there they're going to go well, if you don't believe me well, I'll put my boss on the line right yeah. just hand the phone to the guy next to well yes, I'm the boss, oh mm-hmm. no, no, this is legitimate okay I'll, I'll hand you back to you and and that's what's going on in and a lot of these call centers are in India, but some of them yeah. are in North America as well, and uh, it really exposes and, and uh, hopefully. People will learn. I mean, I, this has happened to me. I've been in the middle of this and had the oh, yeah. boss shift it back and forth, and then it finally dawns on you uh, that they're asking uh, for you to surrender control of your laptop yeah. so <clears> that they can so they can solve some problem or issue. And really, they're just stealing every bit of information you have. You know, I, identity. I,
0: I talked about this. So I can't remember exactly what Edmonton Steve did, but this happened to my brother, who's a smart guy, producer, a pretty guy, you know, in the know. But he had somebody. And, and i guess just just he he felt not vulnerable but just felt like oh i i owe money and he was on his <laughs> they they wanted him it was a cra call apparently mm-hmm. and they wanted him to go get a gift card to pay off right. uh, <laughs> to pay off some some tax debt and he was literally about to go and like i don't know it was a you know a fucking costco card or something but yeah cause just so free people to, when the cra calls mm-hmm. they're not asking for you to go get a tims card
5: no, but but Howard, this happened to to mm-hmm. me. Somebody posing as me put this on Facebook that I was stuck in Europe and I couldn't get home, and it was my son's birthday. And right, could you buy a bunch of gift cards? Uh, I'll pay you back when I get home. And uh, this goes out to all your friends on Facebook. So, there was a guy who I hadn't seen in 20 years, so I worked with a TV guy, 25 years. You know, not, I haven't worked there since 1997. And uh, lovely guy, but I just, we, you know, hadn't kept in touch. Um, and he took it seriously. He went out and bought $200 worth of gift cards wow. and sent them. And then he sent me a follow-up email saying, like, I hope everything's okay, I hope nothing's wrong. And I thought, Jesus. oh, my God. So, I, I went out to Mississauga, met him, and... uh Said I got to pay you back We ended up He felt He'd been had We split the difference But I thought How many other people did yeah. this all And I thought Oh my god You could quickly Be ten grand in the red Right Yeah for sure yeah.
3: That that call stuff We just tell my mother-in-law Who's almost 90 That nothing is that
0: urgent Hang yeah. up And call us Like nothing 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 Is that urgent Yeah That's um, got to be done now and, and, yeah. and it's You know Some of it's nefarious Like we're describing And some of it Is just mm-hmm. annoying You know, I just had this happen, Bill and Fred, recently, like for about two weeks, three weeks, I just kept getting a call from Bell, kept getting a call from Bell, and I ignored it. I just thought it was telemarketing. I finally answered it three days ago. I just said to the guy, listen, I'm already a Bell customer. I have Bell 5. I've got a phone. I'm on your plan. Stop calling me. And he says, sir, it will take 14 days to get your, he said, do you want your, if you want your name taken off our call list. It'll take 14 days I said You understand I'm your customer Yeah I'm paying you money Take yeah. my fucking Number off Today <laughs> Yeah And he goes yeah. Well it's not personal And I know I got pissed at him But it, he's not the one He said It's not personal I can't yeah. do that And I said Well that's bullshit I said You're harassing One of your customers Yeah
3: <laughs> and Then there's that Mexican cartel thing where they get vulnerable Canadian guys to fall in love with Mexican women,
0: yeah, you know, and, and, and create have, a relationship, and have, have a relationship, and get to see have them, a relationship, get, and eventually get to see them naked. Sign it's over horrible. the mortgage to their house. So, I was going to say get to see them naked. It's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's that number again? <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
3: What's that number? <laughs> I'm mean, oh, sorry,
0: up. I didn't catch. I want to sign up for a second one. Do I get a second one? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and finally, before we let you go, the writers' strike. Uh, I saw it. I was like, "Can't believe how fast the summer's gone." It's fucking August, yeah. but it started in May. It's uh, day one hundred.
5: Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. No, it, it's uh, and it'll be day two hundred. It'll, you know, I just don't see this ending quickly. Really, uh, one of the problems is that this the tv is so expensive and the money that it costs to make a series most of them fail and so a lot of these studios are thinking hmm you know how much did we save over the last 100 days yeah and it's it's mm-hmm. significant so they're not in any panic to, to replace or to make new shows There's still new shows coming on Like Only Murders in the Building and Winning Time So we're okay right now We can coast Eventually that's going to catch up But then, you know, consumers might go Well, you know, I miss watching the Partridge family I can see that now on Stack Or on, you know, like, there's so much content That you have access to now That you could literally spend from now till Christmas Just looking at old stuff sure. and, and that's working against them as well
3: yeah, that's the ace in the hole, isn't it? There's no shortage of stuff that was previously produced to take
0: up your time. Well, not, not only stuff mm-hmm. like vintage stuff, like you're talking mm-hmm. about, Bill, just stuff. And look, look, we've named ser- uh, half a dozen series uh, right. between us that Fred and I, I haven't and, like haven't seen. That's mm-hmm. the real, their real ace yes. in the hole is, the, right. is that we, there's so much content to consume that we forget from now until Christmas, from now until years from now you could catch up on stuff like you've never seen the bear you've never seen murders in the building yeah Um, it's that's the real but what about how it's affecting or is it affecting uh, Canadian productions
5: Well, that's a great question, Howard. I mean, uh, you know, most of the Canadian stuff that's shot here from the United States is obviously affected, Um, you know, so the shows that have been shut down, because generally they star the lead, the one and two call on the sheet are American, right? They can't work right now. So everybody else go home. And so, yeah. Now, the other side of that is the CW network, which is run by Brad Schwartz, a guy from Toronto. Uh, who, who was smart enough to pluck Shit's Creek when he was running pop a few years ago. So he realizes he's newly appointed president of CW. They're about to lose all their Marvel superhero shows. So he goes out and he buys everything on CBC, CTV. He's got uh, son of a critch. He's got, um, you know, uh, kids ruin everything uh, moonshine, a lot of stuff that we've watched for two or three seasons and he got the rights to it and that's what he's running this summer and this fall so he went out and bought three seasons worth of seven different shows from Canada so it's a boon yeah and like it, he's got content and he's got a pipeline and uh you know and this is the little cw they're getting some attention now so
0: and good for the has, canadians uh, who are in all those shows
5: oh my mark critch is uh, laughing all the way to the bank it's certainly a, a boon for them but um eventually when your favorite show doesn't return yeah you know that's when it'll have an impact it is going to eventually be something like even with murders in the building i had a, an assignment lineup andrea martin has got a role on it this and i wanted to do a story for the star i was setting this up they can't do publicity and wow. so nobody's promoting those shows and that's hurting as well
0: okay billy we got to go that music means uh, it's time for you to go it's just like the academy awards <laughs> <laughs> Lay me off that's fine. um tv feeds my family check it out bill brio Tv uh brio.tv the podcast always great guests Way better than this show, uh, but uh, one day, one day, I feel we get—I feel like we get great guests because we get Bill Brio. That's what I feel. Ah, like.
3: oh, you yeah. guys, you guys, and uh, hey, Bill, maybe
5: next week we'll do that sunny thing, eh? Let's do it. I know you're—you're uh, you're still up north. Good for you, enjoy the yeah. weather. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Next, next week works for me for sure, Fred. Okay, right. boys, um,
0: Billy, good seeing you, and uh, we'll see you next month. And uh, by the time we talk to Bill again, it'll be uh, September, and then it's like winter. All right, uh, let's uh, catch up on a couple of uh, sponsors here, Fred, man. Yes, like Bodog, whether you're
3: a sports bet or a horse racing fan, a poker or casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment from their industry-leading odds, world-class sportsbook, and feature-rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and racebook, they've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. Go to Bodog and wager just about mm, on anything under the sun.
0: Bodog. I was just uh, getting a couple of emails to, for tomorrow's email show. Let me just put that in there because there's a couple that I I just kind of put them in this file. And, of course, our email program is brought to you by Palma Pasta. Palma Pasta. <coughs> excuse me. 38 years of delivering quality Italian food from fresh pasta. And by the way, I like how you say pasta. You say pasta. Do I? Yeah. yeah. I say Pasta. pasta. And you say pasta because you're more refined. Uh, sauces and prepared take-home entrees. Uh, of course, Mama Palma's recipes. Nothing but the finest ingredients sourced from Italy. You, you reminded me yesterday, I think, off the air. Maybe it was on the air about uh, how they have these single-use, single, single use or what did you call it? Single... So single serving. Single serving, thank you. Mm-hmm. So you can get a huge uh, lasagna, frozen or not, for the family, or some single servings. There's four locations one in Oakville, three in Mississauga. And their signature store, the one that we're giving away the gift certificates to, Palma's Kitchen on Simonac Road in Mississauga. PalmaPasta.com. We'll
4: go dancing
0: Down. Uh down Sherpa's coming on Is he is Well he first Dan ran I'm hoping I gotta send Dan a note Because I want to Get Dan in between I hope he's coming on now Because I want to do it Before uh, the Sherpa Or I don't know Maybe do it after the Sherpa
3: Well a couple of things In the news uh, You were talking You know um, Driving the EV uh, They say gas This fall could get Two dollars a liter Two dollars And not go down a much, much after that that's just shocking. What is it now? A buck 60-something.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, there's uh, another great reason to look at the world of EVs because, uh, I'd say. dude, I have spent, uh, here's how much I've spent charging that car for this entire summer, including, by the way, the other day at uh, in Peterborough. Uh, and I've driven all over Southern Ontario, and I've mm-hmm. just topped $100 Wow! for the entire summer.
3: Well, my truck has sixty liters, so it's two uh, two dollars a liter. Mm. That would be a hundred dollars or hundred and twenty dollars to fill it. And you know, since I've had the truck, I remember when it was forty five fifty to, to sure.
0: fill it. Um, the last car I had that Acura, which had a big engine into a lot of gas. I was it, it, typically in the summer, you know, during the golfing season, I was spending 100 to 125 a week. Uh, Dan Duran, are you emotionally uh, back to a place where you want to do the news? Or you've recovered from our last uh, improv session. Yeah, I'm OK. I think I'm OK. I'm good. Yeah. Did, you, did you sleep well last night, Dan? No. What's going on with your sleep? I don't know.
2: It's just, uh, you know, woke up uh, you know, periodically about 3, 3.30 in the morning. And then do you, you get know, back just, to sleep? Yeah, I go back to sleep.
0: Well, that's what everyone does. They wake up and they go back to sleep.
2: Really? That's a good <laughs> night's sleep? I thought when you slept right through, that's a N- good night's sleep.
0: Never, no I, one sleeps right through it at our age.
3: I, I don't know. I can't remember going to bed, like, at 10 o'clock and not... Waking up again till like 7 or something like you did as a kid. I I, I always wake up in the night. Obviously, I think it was from all those years of getting up at 3.30,
0: quarter to 4. Ruined, uh, but no. 100%.
3: I always wake up
0: in the middle of the night. Always. Yeah, Dan, the the stress you're feeling about waking up and then going back to sleep, you should let it go. Because everyone's, I woke up last night at 3 something, went to the washroom, as we used to call it. Uh, and then got back to sleep till five and then fell back to sleep until 620. So maybe I had a good night's sleep. But yes. I, my, my standards are too high. Way too high. Read. Do some reading. But when you get back one day, if you're here at the house again, I don't know if that'll ever happen, but I've got some melatonin. This is good to take once in a while. Just kind of reset your circadian rhythm a little bit. I wouldn't, you know, just avail yourself of the latest technology. To- all right
3: okay here, here 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 good night sleeps here the here, here's the way it is with me 2019 the fall went to florida with a couple of buddies darren and doug there was one night i went to bed at about 11 o'clock and i didn't wake up again until the sun was shining and i still remember that night. <laughs> honestly that's great like fondly i look back and
0: i think wow, wow. that was amazing I would love to do that. <laughs> that is such an mm-hmm. old guy thing. I remember it was yeah. only four years ago. I had a great night's <laughs> sleep. Yeah,
5: goddamn it, fantastic!
0: All right, mm-hmm. well, Dan. So you did have a good night's sleep. So be of good cheer. Now, here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low.
3: <gasps> Dan the the Anchorman comes asks for credentials he has none Can't tell a headline from his bum But his voice is nice and low
1: Dan the the Anchorman's here He's prone to falling off his chair But he's got a
2: big wang so he don't care And his voice is nice and low My voice is nice and low
0: And now live from Stratford, Ontario Where he's currently appearing in Hamlet in Macbeth and all the Shakespearean plays. He, as an anchorman, actually. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) People don't realize Shakespeare wrote Danduran's part. As anchormaneth cometh,
2: here's Danduran. Okay, if you're filthy rich and you live in Iraq, the trendy thing to do there is to own predatory animals as pets. That's a big problem, and it can lead to other problems like this. A uh, bear on a plane flying from Baghdad to Dubai got loose in the plane, and that was on the ground. So naturally, it delayed the flight by a bunch of hours until they put the bear back in the cage. <laughs> and, <Yeah>. fucking,
0: <laughs> that's, they had the bear not in, like in, not in storage or whatever, in uh, baggage. They had it actually well, on the plane. Well, they had it in, in the, the
2: hold, you know, wherever they could, the, the hold of the plane. Oh, so it wasn't in the where the passengers were. It wasn't where the passengers. No, they they. You know, I I don't know if they deboarded or. uh, (laughs) But can you imagine? And also, can you imagine even like why? Why would you want? Even if you're filthy rich, having a bear in your
3: house as a a pet. Anyway. Yeah, you know, there's uh yeah, different cultures, eh? Different things. Weird, weird, weird. (laughs) Very weird. Anyway, next story.
0: Well, you know, I had, I had picked this out for you two. And again, we're not doing another show again until next week. So I'm going to... Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about how many billions of dollars, the impact of Taylor Swift. and Yeah. And, and I think we've talked about this the last time we were together, the Powerball in the States, didn't they didn't have a winner. And I think it's up at a, a billion and a half dollars. I don't know if you guys heard that. And I found this thing online, a guy explaining the difference between a million... And a billion. And the
3: difference between a million and a billion. It's going to blow your mind. A million seconds is about 11 days. Okay. A billion seconds is 32 years. Right? Did you hear that? If I gave you $5,000 a day, every day, you'd have a million in about six months. It would take 547 years and for you had a billion dollars.
0: So, yeah, it, 5000 a day for six months, you have a million dollars. 5000 a day for 547 years until you had a billion dollars. I don't know. I found that mind-blowing.
3: Well, I found would it. multiply everything by a thousand, isn't it? Because a billion is a thousand million. Is that
0: not right? Sure, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Just know this. So people that have a billion dollars, that's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> You can afford predatory animals if you have, Yeah, exactly if you're, Well, here's what you can afford You can afford a bear on your own plane If you have a billion dollars God damn it
3: No, I know it's crazy, isn't it? When you look at things in that term And not to get all socialistic and everything It's just the problem we're having now With the evaporation of the middle class Those at the top Really, how much money do you need? Yeah. And often it's being sucked out of the middle class it's weird. We need a reset. Yeah.
0: Well, it used to be that's why we've talked about this before. Back in the late seventies, when Lotto Canada started, whatever, and they gave away a million dollars. I remember thinking, my as a little Jewish boy in Muschah, that a million dollars that would you would be set for life, and that seemed like an, an enormous amount of money. And then you think about this Powerball, a one point five billion dollars. Yeah. My, uh, yeah, it's just wild. I would definitely, if I won a billion and a half dollars, I would definitely, definitely have my own plane. (laughs) I don't know that (laughs) I I would, I wouldn't have a bear on it, but I would definitely have my own fucking plane. (laughs)
3: See, I wouldn't, because I'd be afraid
0: it would crash and I wouldn't be able to spend that money. Yeah, but Mm. every plane you could get on could crash.
3: Ah, commercial airlines. You mean your own little private plane? No, no, no. I'm talking
0: about a private schmivet. I'm on a jet. Oh, like... Like Trump era, that type of thing. Well, You're like a shot. real plane, like a frick No, I'm yeah. not talking about. Like <laughs> a, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about <laughs> jets, man.
2: Well, I want so like, like a, a small
0: executive jet. A, or a, or gul- or no, small. Like, you know, I, want a stream. I want a like, Gulfstream. I'm going to spend fifty million on this plane. I want to go on something with I can go places. Like, hey, I call you up and go, hey, Dan, on your way back from Stratford, do you want to head over to Bermuda just for a, for the lunch? <laughs> <laughs> stop by for stop by. We'll go to Bermuda. I'll be back in Peterborough by uh, tomorrow. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's doable,
2: isn't it? So that's a 737 or something? Or, Gulfstream. Or
0: Gulfstream, Gulf Well, it's like it's, it's a private jet there. You know, you've heard of them before, yeah. for God's yeah. sake. Dad.
3: Can yeah, you, can you stand, some, stand up in them?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: No, but that the lifestyles of the rich and famous, I mean, you say that, Howard. You could easily do that if you had a jet like that. Toronto, fly down to Bermuda, have lunch, I mean, yeah. sit in the beach for a couple hours and fly home, be home by
0: 8 o'clock, and people live that way. No, not us uh, Dan no. Duran. Do you have a second mm-hmm. story I'm uh, just checking in With uh, our friend Tim Nibbles, having some uh, nibbles, Having uh, some uh, Computer issues Will not be joining us I give oh, up He okay. says sorry. Enjoy your day No I gotta say Okay No worries Or no problem Or uh, no te preocupes Which is
3: uh, Tim is a portfolio manager yes. Raymond James A member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund um, I don't know Uh He had a long list of very technical things today, to be honest. Yes, too much for us. So we'll just leave that maybe till next week or his next visit. It's just, again, if you're looking for a new guy and want somebody to have a second look at your portfolio, Tim is the guy. RetirementSherpa.ca. Yeah,
0: man. Um, Hey, speaking of animals, I saw a fox in my neighborhood a couple days ago, boys. Just wandering around, Bane of Fox started off. Uh, he walked through the, the back lot here, the parking lot is what they call it. And I got in the car, happened to be taking a stand to his park, and then we saw him again a couple streets over. And you know what he had? He had a fucking mouse in his mouth. Just oh, like good for him. He's just just wandering around, happy, just very whole, proud. I very guess. proud. Yeah, like he's taking this mouse back to his his buddies. Got like, hey guys, look, I got a mouse. We're gonna eat the shit out of that.
3: Yeah. Um, I was talking to some relatives. I was in Cambridge over the weekend. They're having a uh, quite a rat problem in Cambridge. Yeah. Uh, my one, um, Delisa's cousin, I was talking to her husband, and I mean, he's had to flush them out of the house. They're between the walls. Mm-hmm. Fucking rats. Yeah. And then my brother-in-law, he has had dogs that have killed rats in their backyard. And we're talking full-fledged rats, like the ones with the big, long tails. Yeah. Is it a problem in a
0: Toby Coke? Uh, no mice or have uh, I've had a, a mice a mouse in the house problem. Although uh, thanks to uh, this last round of poisoning I've done, I haven't seen one in a few weeks. If we had a rat in our house,
3: I would become a widower instantly.
0: Why your your <laughs> wife would kill herself?
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe, or just die on the spot. Or just I don't die. Know. Yeah. I just can't imagine it. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it's quite a problem, this uh, rat problem, I've heard in Ontario. And I, surprisingly, I, it doesn't seem to be a problem in Brampton, and I would expect it would be, but it's not. But
0: Well, why? Because there's so much construction around you? And
3: well, again, that's part of the problem, right? Because they... Yeah. Um, well, no. No. Actually, I'm wrong. In the city, it's a problem, because a lot of old, old buildings are being torn down, uh, to make room for new buildings, and apparently that flushes a lot of the rats yeah. out into the wild.
0: So, well, that's what happened here. There's mm-hmm. di- there's four different condos being built within a three or four block area. I'd been here for seven years, never saw a mouse until this winter, because there's so many buildings and so much construction and earth being un, uh, turned over that they're they're going they have to go somewhere, and they've come to mm-hmm. my home. Uh, Dan, do you have a second story now that we are going to be able to take our time? I'm not sure if Tim Daniels will join us, but let's get let's move on with show. How's your uh, battery <clears throat> power doing? Oh, it's fine. I'm not even down to half yet. All right. Well, then let's move on with a movie anchor and television series occasional player.
2: Daniel Duran. Hey, in Ontario, the Auditor General, Bonnie Lissick, delivers her Greenbelt Land Swap report today. So if you're into this kind of thing, it comes out at 11 o'clock. Oh, fine. And then there'll be a, a big conservative government thing, uh, you know, like a response to the whole thing. It's all happening today. It was part of a uh, land flip of 9,400 acres. It was uh, the, they took it out of the greenbelt belt uh, to give it to build uh, 50,000 homes and then added on uh, uh, this flip. And then there's some people who thought there may have been some wealthy developers with Tory links that got tipped off. And that's all going to be revealed, whether or not that happened or not at 11 o'clock today.
0: OK, so uh, you're, you, you, what are you? Are you a or for? I can't figure it out uh, about the land swap. Oh, i like that. You're against. What do you? What do you want the land to do?
3: Just mm-hmm. stay like that. Stay like.
0: And where should we land. put and the people? Mm, yeah. Well, put the people
2: somewhere else.
3: They, they say over the next year and a half, five hundred thousand people are coming into the country, and we have a housing crisis as it is. Where do the houses go? Well, what about the environment and protecting the environment? We should no well, they should. were going to designate other lands. Oh. I I know it's a horrible thing, but if you if if you have a population and you have a housing crisis. What's more important? People need to live somewhere. <laughs> well, there's the
2: planet problem. I there mean, is a problem. You know, when, you, when you have a green belt, it's set up. The whole idea is so they keep eating away at it or moving it around or whatever. It turns into nothing very special.
0: I got to say, Fred, I'm with Dan on this one. I'm with Dan on this one. You can't. Uh, listen. We got to keep the green. We, uh, you know, people will, will find a place for them. No, the, I agree. They Ideally, with,
3: yes. Yeah. But again, we have a major problem here. And it's it's uh, it's you know, it's why your daughter's um, Howard and, you know, hopefully my son soon will maybe never own a home. No. And and it's it's sad. We have a we have people and nowhere to live and. If we've got well, to sacrifice a little green and move it out to different areas, well, that might be the what has to be done, because uh, where do they go?
2: Well, there's other lands out there that are not Greenbelt lands. Let's put them
0: there. You know, mm-hmm. no, I'm with, there. Yeah. Um, you know speaking of the environment, uh, this is a segue to a story that uh, maybe you heard this. July's global average temperature of 16.95 degrees Celsius uh, made it July the hottest month ever on planet Earth. The uh, yeah. Breaking the previous record said in 2019, according to this, Daniel, love this, the Copernicus Climate Change Service, CCCS, Normally, global temperature records are broken by hundredths, or a tenth of a degree. Uh, this was broken by um, six-tenths of a, degree, of a degree higher than the previous record. Uh, over the uh, summer, the U.S. has uh, is now 15 different weather disasters, causing at least a billion dollars in damage, according to uh, their services, yeah. Yep. From July 3rd, each day has exceeded the record. It's been so warm that the uh, these councils made the unusual announcement that it was likely the hottest day, hottest month of the ever uh, before it became official. Anyway, yeah, it's not good. No, it's uh, frightening. The warmest month on Earth in 10,000 years. Yeah, man. There was also,
2: I mean, uh, the effects of that are... are... You know, global with the fires that you're talking yes. about. And then the rains that uh, that we've had this year. Yeah. The, the torrential downpours that have affected people throughout our continent. And there's also some uh, glacier melts. I think there was reading something about flooding in Alaska because the, the glaciers are melting there.
0: Arizona, Florida, Maine, and New Mexico had their warmest July's on record. Arizona broke its records mm-hmm. uh, by nearly two degrees. Uh, Phoenix averaged 102.8 degrees. Averaged. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Mm -hmm.
3: you know and i told you on uh, fox news um anyone that buys into climate change is called a climate crazy right yeah you know and howard when we had um larry on yesterday you made the point which i agree with that you actually like cnn all cnn msnbc fox they all have their flaws fox is way out there for mentally disturbed simpletons um but you know, I was thinking about that. You know, CNN, I, I think, struggles in the ratings because they don't have per- – Fox has performers. Oh, yeah. Those people go on. So they'll, they'll take an issue and just against their better – you know, against their real knowledge or against what they really believe and just perform yeah. to simpletons. And that gets ratings. It's like a – it's like a like a, a comedy or a drama or something, right? We're CNN. When you're when you're news and straight laced and it's not really that sexy, yeah, you're going to suffer ratings wise. Yeah, I'm, I really I, think that's an explanation. I, I, that. Well,
0: I think you're 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 absolutely right, but I think to add to it, it's not like people people acknowledge in the business that Fox has higher ratings, not because they're better at doing their jobs. No, it's not because they're a better network. It's that they get to say anything they want. And the people that watch them soak it all up.
3: Well, this is what I was saying, you know, because uh, a couple of times I, I've seen John Roberts, J.D. Roberts, the right. Canadian guy. And I think that's sad. That's sort of un-Canadian to be part of that. But anyway, he gets a great paycheck, blah, blah, blah. But it must be easy to work at Fox because you can say anything you you want.
0: Yeah, you your mic might, might
3: just drop out yeah, just
0: keeps. It, that's the second time it happened. Is that... Is that the one from that was doing that before? Yeah, that's a different.
2: Yeah. It, it's a different thing,
0: though. Yeah, it's a different thing. It's actually... It's, you, can, you can hear it crashing. But it's fine. You can hear I can hear you now. And
3: anyway, I, I'm just saying it, it, that's got to be an easy place to work because, you know, any reputable news uh, uh, outlet, you have to do your research and make yeah, yeah. sure your facts are right. <laughs> that's far, right. You can just write
0: down and say anything you want and just go for it. Well, they're, like, they're so... And, and their audience is older, you know, less educated etc yes. and here's why uh they're screwed a majority of senior citizens according to this uh latest poll believe the indictments and investigations against donald trump trump are an attack on people like me that's 53 percent of u.s citizens 65 and over Mhm. yeah think there that that this investigation is an attack on people like me. I, I read this uh, earlier today. There's, there's this feeling amongst um, Americans who support him that he is like them. That he, which is hilarious. Like he couldn't be further than the average American other than being fat. But they feel like they're that the attack on Trump is an attack on them, on people like them. Which is a, uh, again, they're going to be studying this for a thousand years. And Dan, don't forget, yeah, don't go forget ahead.
2: That with, with with Fox that the, the the formula is entirely different than news gathering. It is uh, all about rage and fear. Yes, if it's not rage, it's fear. It, it that it's like that's in their brains is the how do we bring this to our masses because that's what people who want and want to hear about and that activates the viewers or you know keeps them there because absolutely
3: right. You know, when we talk about those telemarketers, like, those people get up in the morning knowing they're doing that. Like, Rupert Murdoch, that's your legacy, buddy.
0: Yeah, doing that
3: harm. You've the country that you, that you uh, adopted, or be it Laura Ingraham or um, uh, uh, Sean Hannity or Tucker Carlson. That's your legacy. This country you supposedly love, you've
0: damaged it. Yeah, that, that's where I read it. Laura Ingraham mm-hmm. says, Trump represents a regular citizen who can't get a break. <laughs> and, and the only
3: reason she's saying that is because he says that, right? Like, I mean, that's his whole thing.
0: Well, and not only she says it, yeah. but those, it reflects that stat mm-hmm. I just said, that 53% right. of people who are watching her believe that. So, of course, she's... Now, it's an echo chamber. She says it. They believe it. Yep. They believe it. She says it. Um, mm-hmm. And Trump, as much as I fucking hate the guy, it's brilliant what he's yep. done. He spun this in such a third reikian way that he's making it seem like he's the one representing them and that by him being indicted and attacked they're being indicted and attacked it's
3: great and the more i see this stuff you know he's i don't think he'll ever be even if it goes to trial be convicted because he's capable of it and i think he's got the network out there that um if i'm picked to be a juror on that I, you know, if I have the choice, convict the guy and worry about my well-being, my family's well-being, and I'll tell you, it's that serious, mm-hmm. or just say not guilty and be done with it, what am I going to do? And I think jury intimidation and uh, is going to be a big thing through this because they'll do it. They're capable of doing it.
2: If, yeah. if Trump were convicted on all counts, right now of all of his indictments. hmm at maximum, yes, he would. He would get six hundred and forty-one years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, great news, boys. Uh, Tim Daniels is here. This is very great news. Great news, uh, Dan Duran. Thank you for your news. Uh, can you hang around a couple minutes while we talk to Tim? I'll stand by. Stand by for Tim. Down. This is I. You know what? I. Uh, it's historic. We haven't. I haven't talked to Tim. Tim's. A, you know, Tim's a hard guy to talk to. One thing about Tim, though, is once you get to talk to him, he loves to chat. He's a chatty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that about him. Uh, let me see. Ask to unmute. Where's Tim? He knows how to work this thing. Dude, like, uh, I just, I don't know if you heard what I said. It's his story. I had no idea you were even going to show up today because you're a hard guy to nail down.
4: Man. You no, know, I've, got, I've got these uh, reminders built into my uh, Outlook calendar. Without that, I'd be lost. <laughs> well, was I was, just, I knew I was, on I was just
0: saying to the boys, I said, because you and I have tried to talk. Uh, before my, uh, Mexican lady friend came to visit, I never got a chance to take, but I need to catch you up moose jaw to moose jaw about what happened while she was here. Some of it is, some of it is not for the general population. Um, so anyway, but, um, so here's the thing. The
4: the juicy details.
0: Hey dude, like you're living in Florence. We're just talking about how hot it is. Like the the world is, it's been the hottest summer the world ever has had, and I don't yeah. have any sense of I, this woman I, I I become involved with. Spent uh, thirteen years living uh, in Italy. She, she speaks fluent Italian. And yeah. uh, where'd she say she lived, uh, Freddie? Near not near Florence, but but somewhere near Up near Milan. Milan. So yeah, Bologna or
3: Bologna.
4: Bologna. Bologna, right? Bologna, Bologna.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, well, but I have no sense of the kind of summer you've had. Mm-hmm. In terms of temperature and the heat,
4: yeah, um, fairly typical for us. I mean, we've probably gone through now sixty days straight of sunshine and about thirty-five degrees. But that's not unusual for us. And usually now, by you know mid-August, we're due for you know a, a week where we hit 40, 45 every day. Come on, um, that's that's fairly typical for us. Yeah, yeah Is- unfortunately
3: is climate change the subject in italy like it is in canada yeah you
4: bet Uh, for sure you know for for example um you know northeast of here you know towards uh venezia um that is you know the breadbasket of italy that's where all the grains and rice and and everything's produced um there in sicily are, are you know the two you know producing areas um over the last couple of years, there's been record droughts there. I mean, I mean, to the point where, you know, the local river, which is, you know, th- th- this major flowing river. And, uh, and the last time I drove by it, I almost missed it because it's, it's down to this little trickle. Wow. Um, wow. So, yeah, you bet. Um, you know, climate change is full on here as it is everywhere. Um, and it's uh, and it's incredible. I heard this statistic just the other day and I'm still floored by it last summer. In Italy um sorry, in Europe, not just Italy, thank goodness. In Europe, you know how many people died from heat related deaths? Heat related deaths. Thirty thousand people died in Europe last summer from heat related deaths. Unbelievable.
0: That is unbelievable. For a lot of older That's, people uh, that yeah, a lot of elderly people that sure. can't handle it for sure.
3: Yeah, I read something. Is it St. Peter's Square, is that in Rome?
0: Right? Yeah, is, or, yeah yes, okay.
3: Yeah, I was reading like one day alone when the heat hit there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Like 14 people just dropped there. Uh, Not dead necessarily, yeah. but yeah. it was like the, a day they had never had before with emergency services yeah. because of the heat. Probably you know, tourists, right? And, Not used to it.
4: Right, exactly. And, <laughs> and the difference is that the locals have nowhere to be in the heat of the day. So, you know, we have the sense to, you know, just kind of, hang out in the shadows (laughs) that's right a a glass of wine somewhere quiet and so on but for the tourists you know a lot of people they've been planning this trip for the last year or two and they're here and so damn it they're going to make the most of it and you can't blame them and so they're out each day you know at real troopers you know going from from you know one uh, uh, uh one tourist attraction to the next And, uh, and, and it's, and it gets to them because they're, they're not used to the heat. Which makes
0: sense because they want to be out and about. You know, did you guys hear this? Speaking of a weird stat, I, I talked to, I, I can't remember this before, before we went on our little break, but in, in Phoenix, in Arizona, they were rushing people to the hospital because they fell over on the sidewalk and were getting burned the heat of the actual this is true the, the temperature of the sidewalks cuz it's like 110 degrees the sidewalks yeah. were a 150 170 enough to burn your singe your skin if you fell over, which makes me laugh because not laugh, but when people deny that there's something going on, you think about the stat you had and the fact that people are getting burned by the, the heat of the pavement. But we're here to talk to you about Boron One. And uh, here's the thing, because you're so hard for us to, for me at least, to get a hold of because you're very busy. When we're done, we're going to have Dan end the show just stay with us for one minute. So don't yeah. leave us. When I say goodbye, you just hang it. Tell us, okay. because I, we, we've been talking about boron and how ubiquitous it is in everything. It's all over the planet, but there's only a few places that work that, that have a commercial viability to safely get it out uh, with, a, with a, speaking of the environment, with, a, with making sure it's environmentally um, done correctly, and your company yeah. is one of those.
4: Exactly. You're, you're right about that. You can count... All the active boron mines and deposits being, uh, uh, the, you know, ready for exploitation. You can count them on one hand. That, that's how few deposits there are in the entire world. Um, there's traces of boron everywhere in in the soil. Uh, thank goodness, because it, it's an absolute uh, essential micronutrient that helps all of our crops grow. And and. Um, Unfortunately, when crops are deficient in boron, which about 180 different crops around the world are, um, it makes a you know has a dramatic impact on their yield it reduces their yield you know substantially and so boron is everywhere and really really important but in terms of high concentrations that you can actually mine out of the ground uh economically it it's literally one handful of them and uh and we're one of them so we're 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 fortunate to uh, uh to be in that situation and and you know it's kind of nice because well this conversation that just uh preceded uh, us going into boron um, and global warming. And and boron is one of the single most important minerals for decarbonization of planet Earth because it's in everything to do with green energy from rechargeable batteries to solar panels to uh, electric vehicles to wind turbines uh, to nuclear fusion and nuclear fission. Whatever direction you turn to get off of uh, uh, carbon-based fuel, um, boron is front and center. So mm-hmm. the demand for boron has been, you know, going through the roof, and is expected to stay that way uh, for several lifetimes. Because, you know, unfortunately, this is a problem. You know, uh, you know, decarbonization is a problem. Yes, it's not going away anytime soon. So, um, so we see great demands for our product for, uh, you know, probably a generation to come. And.
3: and- <laughs> electric vehicles probably at the top of the list because we were saying before you came on like here by the fall they're predicting two dollars a liter for um for gas and i mean that literally can force a person into an electric vehicle because you 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 uh, simply cannot
4: afford to put gas in your car can you imagine what gas would cost if we put the real cost onto a price of, of a liter of gas, meaning what the, the cost to the environment, the, the cost to society of burning right. fossil fuels. I, I mean, what, what would we be at, $20, $20 a liter, something like that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you, you bet, you know, electric vehicles are going to be, uh, you know, they're here to stay in there. And thankfully, they're getting... You know, better all the time, more efficient and cheaper. And this is a little statistic I like to give specifically on this topic. There's more boron in a Tesla than lithium in a Tesla.
0: Is there really? (laughs)
4: Yeah, there's about 50 kilos of boron in every Tesla that goes out the door and every other uh, electric vehicle as well, uh, because it's in everything uh, from the, the batteries, of course, but also the the electric motors have uh, a substantial amount of boron in it, and uh, boron is what makes our modern vehicles safe. The, uh, the roll cage is made out of steel, but it's made out of a special steel called boron carbide steel, which is about five times stronger than regular steel. And That's why almost every new modern car has a you know five uh, five star safety rating because of the boron in the steel and it's in the headlights and it's in uh, the airbags and you name it so there's about fifty kilos of boron that goes. Into every uh, uh, every Tesla that rolls off the line and every other modern vehicle as well. So wow. really, really important material.
0: Well, you know, this is you know, when, when I read the uh, the daily ad here on the Humble and Fred Show for Aaron Ventures, aka Boron One. You know, I really got to I got to take this conversation and just mind some of the statistics because it really is uh, a great, it's a very compelling argument why people should check out. Aaron com at four on one. Uh, as uh, we often say, we have a guy here on our show, the retirement Sherpa. And I say, talk to the Sherpa about an investment or your Sherpa, but you can see why. And I, and Tim makes the point that, you know, not only is it uh, going to be in, it's already in everything, but it's going to be in some of the things that are going to drive the economy of the future and probably a good place to at least have a look for some investment opportunities. Would you not agree, sir?
4: yeah absolutely come on down to you know boron1.com <laughs> and uh have a look at uh at what we've got to tell you
0: i love that come on down so is it that's that's another thing we why do we have to talk is i i, I want to make sure i'm getting the website right so just hang around for a couple minutes there's dan duran look at how beautiful he is that do you see that dan dan do you
4: see hi to tim no i do <laughs> see, see. There's Dan. there he is hey dan how are you i'm great <laughs> Good to see you buddy yeah, yeah, yeah. he's Where not sleeping he's uh, not sleeping well at him. At him.
0: Means, yeah he's not sleeping you
4: know, very well mm-hmm. no join the club i was up at four o'clock this morning See, that's uh pretty much par for me i, I mean not because i have to work for god's sakes at four o'clock this because i can't sleep any longer so I, we, I wish we I should, at least if i had you know a job to go to at four it would be uh it would be productive but i'm just up staring at the ceiling at four o'clock well we tried. we try you know, to tell tim,
0: yeah go ahead yeah.
3: no i was gonna say back in 2019 you know tim i had a, a one night where i slept all night mm. you
0: know? yeah some, night so, four spring. years ago. i went to
3: sleep woke up the sun was shining yeah it was 2019 um <laughs> so hang on a second
0: there tim don't go away tim daniels boron one uh, just get, so give me the website again because i've been have been saying aaron
4: just is boron1.com
0: okay thanks to Bill Brio uh, Tim Nibble will try and get uh, another appearance of his uh, tomorrow of course we're doing the email show uh, and everyone have a great humble and Fred uh, well I guess we're going to see you guys tomorrow because we're recording uh, and uh, we will be back with the, the official show uh, next uh, Monday, Dan.
2: Mm. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Arcadec Outdoor Living, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, Bodog, Aaron Ventures, evnet.ca, Palma Pasta, and Stretch Lab Toronto. We read all of our emails, and we've got that email show that Howard was just talking about with a Palma Pasta prize. Humble and Fred at humbleandfredradio.com. So tell us what you think. Liking and subscribing really helps us out, so does writing a review, so say something. Nice about us for humble and Fred. I'm Dan Duran, and remember, when you travel, always bring your charger. Full battery means you have the power to enjoy every goddamn
3: day. The jigsaw jazz and the get fresh flow, pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts. Two turntables and a microphone, bottles and cans, just
0: clap your hands and just clap your hands. Where is that?